0: I think we should save the best one for last. Yeah, and that I think way, that's fair. that way, you, the person we slightly just scorned, you don't click off the video because we know how you are. That's why we don't have faith in you. to Build the deck. <laughs> <laughs> y- y'all don't.
1: Y- y'all. You don't stick around. Uh, uh, you know what? However, you, the person who I did point out, did a, yeah, yeah, uh, you did a good job. You hit like and subscribe and click mm. that bell. Right. Uh, the other person. Right. I'll have faith in you once you subscribe, like, and Mm -hmm. turn on notifications, which uh, I feel like we're really
0: underestimating uh, that person over there because they are actually signed up for the Patreon. And I, I have a lot of faith people who do that, too, for sure. Good point. Good point.
1: I figure as we're starting the podcast. Okay. Um, We need to workshop an actual intro. Okay. Because here here, here's the deal. Mm -hmm. Um, Before when I was when it was just my my When you were writing solo. Yeah. When I was riding solo. Um I would just introduce it. I am Callahan. Blah 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 blah. Introduce the thing. The thing is you're not a guest. Yeah. anymore so me introducing you kind of feels like i'm the superior i don't Mm -hmm, know that i mm -hmm. like that yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah. yeah. um and so like what i want to figure out is Mm -hmm. like how do we introduce ourselves Mm -hmm. and you've already hit record because
0: you want to workshop this live (laughs) yeah i want to workshop (laughs) this live yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this
1: is this is the the introduction to the episode of uh is commander masters the set that break cedh
0: mm-hmm. is it's not you
1: and i not even introducing ourselves we're just getting right into it how the yeah, fuck yeah. do we introduce ourselves okay, like how okay. how do we even do that conceptually
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i like I, you know i could sort of take over the youtube audience role where you introduce the topic and i sort of just go no it's not in the comments uh but it's like sort of but here already so i sort of like cut the head off the hydra um <laughs> but then hopefully two more grow back and by that i mean there's there's two people who are like actually yes it is broken and then we sort of create some like a like a narc gang or in our comments a narc um, game
1: gang a narc <coughs> gang war yeah that's no, harder to say isn't it it, it is a lot
0: harder to say that i thought that was going to be <laughs> Yeah. Um, or more realistically speaking uh we could have a real intro <laughs> we could have a real intro yeah, yeah, yeah. um so i i kind of like hitting it like a like an early 2000s dj be like hey, hey hey welcome to the mind sculptors podcast you've got stinky and pete in the morning you know kind of thing <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about b- 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 bitches, you know. What I mean, like that kind <laughs> of. <laughs> and you just have like yeah, all the little real shock like shock yeah, intros. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I know people who can record like hentai sound effects, so we'll just have a bunch of those like in the background too. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, so so do you want to give that like a a dry run? <laughs> oh, we're really trying that run. one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's we want to take. We it? have okay. to give it a dry run. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so. Welcome, everybody, to the Mind Sculptors. Yeah, we're here to sculpt your fucking minds, dude. Help you to get a winning mindset because you're a beta male.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Monster Energy. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: Can you not call me out like that? I literally just went to the fucking gas station to pick up Mm. four monsters because it was Mm. out. It's sadder
0: Uh, because we're not actually sponsored by Monster.
1: We're (laughs) not actually sponsored by Monster, but I actually talk Mm. about Monster on the show in a reasonable amount.
0: No, I tried to do that with uh, with actually Polar and White Claw on my own channel because I was like, hi, I drink your products way too much. Please give me money. And I was close with White Claw, I feel like, but then I sort of uh, got lazy with it. Well,
1: you know, you got to get on that. You got to you, listen, do. you're doing this full time, baby. You got to get on that grind. You got to get on that grind. Listen, I do have to get on that grind. My nope. brother, my brother, and me uh-huh. could yep. get Totino's to sponsor an yep. episode. That's true. We, we can surely get mm-hmm. some minor energy drink some like b energy drink to sponsor an episode right i was
0: gonna say like i drink celsius religiously but i think they actually might have reached a point where they're too big now yeah they they might might be be, too big i think
1: they have gotten to the like middle-aged white woman crowd now sure sure um i've actually there is also just like a, a full
0: like 20 pack of Celsius in our fridge right now that's what I'm saying I I, um, I was hanging out with uh I, I guess this is public information now because I've, I've tweeted about it and stuff but when I was hanging out with fucking uh, Post Malone and crew uh like his there was just a fridge full of Celsius and I was like oh it's cool now oh shit yeah um <laughs> so in Louisville um I have to look up what it's called
1: yeah um but Jack Harlow yeah, It's from. Oh, Lowell. he's got some weird
0: soda thing, right? Yeah, he I has. Right before um, I left childcare, the kids were really into it. Yeah, it's called Focus. Okay, P H O C U S. But it like, doesn't. No, pause. I need to stop. It doesn't make you cool to replace an F with a P H. It doesn't. It's okay. not cool. It's not exciting. It's stupid. It's but stupid. Ian, I'm
1: going to. I'm going to send you a link to an image of what this can look like. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Because you're not going to think it says focus at first. So I'm sending you an image in discord. And I need you to, to look at this. It's <laughs> it it looks Pooks. like pocus to me. It does look like it says pocus. I, I, every time you need, because we live in Louisville and he's from here. Right. Um, And he actually like, Fun, fun fact, he lives in our neighborhood, Mm. Um, but um, or at least his Louisville home is in our neighborhood. So like I've been told that uh, like some of the bookstores that I go to frequently, he just kind of will be there randomly. Um, But because he's from Louisville, every single grocery store in town has
0: pocus (laughs) fucking everywhere. I I still think it looks like it's like P O U H C S. Yeah, you look. It
1: looks like you're supposed to read it like that. It's for for our audio audio listeners. I'm sorry, you're just kind of screwed. Or
0: yeah, yeah, okay. But on YouTube, and I'm going to hold you to this. You're going to put an image up of this can, right? Sure. I
1: I see. I'm going to try and edit this the day we record it, so that it's just done. Editor's note. They did, in fact, not edit this the day of. Good job, Callahan, you stupid piece of shit. Instead of doing what I usually do, which is record it, and then go play Crusader Kings for a week, and then edit it the day before. I hope you enjoyed playing Crusader Kings, you dumb fuck. Right, Um, right. I'll tell you what, though. Monster Juice is where it's at. Pacific Punch, Monster Juice.
0: Hmm.
1: Not Sponsored, not sponsored, but... Pick it up. Pick up a can. Yeah. You know, 319 at your local gas station. Two for four. It's a great deal.
0: Honestly, um, I'm more of a fan of the classic monster flavors. The classic, classic blue
1: monster is. is foul.
0: No, you're it just is, wrong. That's it okay. Is wretched. Blue monster is actually the best drink ever. <laughs> I, I'm talking like just original, like. Oh, original. oh like Original. What'd well, said, the two The OG green is kind of foul. I, yeah, green blue, right? The, the, like there was the, the green one was foul. The blue one's okay. I like the blue one a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The blue um, one used to get me through a lot of bad nights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I used to drink. I, mm. I think you might remember this. I used to drink like nos.
0: Oh yeah, like constantly.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember when you converted too. Yeah, yeah I I made this like shift last year, and. It is like substantially healthier drinking yeah. this over NOS. And yeah. uh, I I was like, when we went to go see Taylor Swift, we were, it was super late in the morning because we had a flat yeah. tire. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like on our way home, I was like, all right, I need something to like keep me awake mm-hmm. in this torrential downpour uh, well, on a spare tire so that I could just get home. And the only thing that this gas station had of the like energy drinks that I like was NOS. And so I was like, all right, I'll try it. And it had been almost a year since I have drank mm-hmm. a NOS. And when yeah. I, it, it is, it tasted like battery
0: acid. It was gross. Yeah. I was like, holy yeah. shit. How did I drink this? Like, I used to do that shit every day. Think about, holy about that. Holy shit. Yeah. No. I'm also like <laughs> there's definitely energy drinks I type now that I'm like oh I'm I'm definitely old because I drink like the ones with like just sugar and I'm like I used to think this was fine I drink it now and I'm like Ugh, like yeah gross, gross. I, I drink a I feel that way
1: with like Pepsi or I can't drink yeah. Pepsi because it's like mm-hmm. just feels like my mouth is coated in
0: sugar after yeah. I also do think COVID absolutely destroyed my taste buds uh so that's like a part of it too like I, I already had a really bad sense of smell but I think like just like anything that I used to enjoy flavor wise because now like obviously I still can't eat like Dairy or gluten anymore because of right. COVID. It's it's seeming like mm-hmm. uh, so it also like just messed up everything. Just the whole system. <laughs> Good times. I will say mm-hmm. for the for the dairy is yeah. if
1: you a uh, lactose free milk, baby. Oh yeah, yeah. Is uh, I mean, it also I've, I've lasts forever too. Know. It's wild. Yeah. Um,
0: also Philly is like really nice for this stuff. Like it's it's generally like the most accommodating place food wise I've ever lived. This. Speaking of options, this set did not mm-hmm. really give us a whole
1: lot, uh, as far as set review goes mm. yes, uh, to right. talk about. It was mostly reprint set, right? It was, it was mostly reprint. And and before we even get into the review, this is, I I, I kind of I said this on Twitter, yeah. And I I kind of want to elaborate on it a little more. Is this point of I wish it was entirely a reprint set. Like I do mm. like some of the new cards that are out. I think they're cool, um, but I do think it took away from the master's feel of it to print new cards. Um, What I what I wish they would have done is like for the commander decks is like reprinted the Atraxa deck but with like updated cards. You know what I mean? Like, mm. update those deck lists, go
0: back to some yeah, of the I can older see you're ones. With. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, just like give them a few more modern cards in there yeah. and like make them a little stronger, cleaner, so like arcane signets like in them or something. Yeah, like I, up, I, I like mean, I think that, that would actually be a really cute idea moving forward. It's just like, a, and especially if you're going to charge like double the price, right? Like, yeah. make it just like a little bit better in every way, right? Yeah.
1: Whereas with like these cards, like I'm looking at some of the cards that are in our, our list here oh and almost all of them are at minimum like 10 bucks which is well, yeah just i mean granted that price will go down once people start buying the set
0: yeah it's uh, also tough secondary market and all that it's um the set's also not out for three more days as of time of recording right yeah. so like that is uh, the prices are shifted
1: yeah the prices will change but it, it's still just like wild to me uh Agreed. but we have eight cards to talk about. Mm-hmm. Two commanders. Um, yep. I think there are some interesting cards here. I'm actually at least one of them is going to see Cedh play for sure. Um, mm. So uh, let's start it off here. Oh, I, okay.
0: I was like, which one is definitely? Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, we'll start off talking about the commanders, and then we'll work through yeah. the rest of them. So uh, here. We'll go to, we'll start off here with the Planeswalker Commander, Commodore Guth. Let's Um, go. It is a colorless, blue, red, white, Jeskai Planeswalker uh, that comes in with five loyalty, can be your commander, and has a static ability that says at the beginning of your end step, put a loyalty counter on another target Planeswalker you control, has a plus one ability, that lets you create a 1-1 red wizard creature token with mm-hmm. tap add red spend mm-hmm. this mana only to cast planeswalker spells mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then minus three you draw x cards and commodore guff deals x damage to each opponent where x is the number of planeswalkers you control mm-hmm. so this was one of the cards. I didn't even have it on the list originally. And you DM mm-hmm. me and you're like, hey, throw this on there. So it is like, um,
0: is like. Uh, what is it? Super friends, Jess guy, super friends, like going to be a thing. Ian? I was I was going to mess with you and just be like, yeah, there's actually a, a 17 point chain veil combo where you know, no, <laughs> no, uh, no. <laughs> uh, no, the reason I put this on there is that it's actually a pretty decent polymorph commander. Um. Which is why Ew. I thought about talking that today. Yeah. So it um it comes down, it makes you uh a body, right? So the one one that can tap for planeswalker mana. Um, any sort of planeswalkers you want to add to the deck that just inherently give you a little value. Like I think like Teferi Master of Time is like one that's pretty easy to throw in here yeah. that gives you value. Three minute Teferi is obviously one you can put in just for the silence effect. Um, but it doesn't really work with what your commander's trying to do. So I, I don't think there's many like <clears throat> Uh, actual planeswalkers are going to go in the deck and like be super super powerful but i don't think it's like the worst thing if you know that there's one or two that are like okay if this survives the turn of the table like you know i could play an ensnaring bridge in my deck or something stupid like that to like make sure that no one attacks ever right right um so or you could play uh cards like out of time which is really well positioned right now and actually one of the best reasons um the teamer polymorph deck that exists with thrasios and Rograk right now uh it's it doesn't get out of time and like playing a creatureless deck is like one of the best ways to actually take advantage of that card right and you can also uh you could play humility in this deck you lose your main win con but like there's definitely stuff you can do with that too um but back too to the, i'm just gonna continue to yeah. say it humility it's i i i've seen some decent short lists, that's all i'm gonna say um but yeah guff uh it, it allows you to basically you get access to all the polymorph colors right unlike a deck like Shorokai, like i was right. just mentioning um because uh you get red which has a ton of the polymorph effects including the instant speed ones which are significantly more strong right. um <laughs> like chaos mutation and uh, divergent transformation and with the access to all of these you can flip over into something like a hole horror or a Tides spot because commodore guff's minus ability is an infinite mana outlet so what you can do is, because you only need one Planeswalker, i.e. Guff, uh, it's minus three, says, once again, you draw X cards, and it deals X damage to each opponent, where X is the number of Planeswalkers you control, right? So you would proceed to bounce uh, Guff, and then you bounce a Mana Rock, bounce a Guff, bounce a Mana Rock, after you've right. generated infinite mana. Uh, and then you're able to uh, ping, you're able to do some damage, but it does, once again, require you to draw, so it's, it's actually more of a draw outlet in the command zone, mm-hmm. as opposed to just a direct damage outlet, like something like Jessica um and with that being said there's a little bit of nuance as to like how you want to do that part of the equation right but um right. and then you can obviously yeah you have uh infinite mana and then you can draw your whole deck usually you can assemble a win Mo- most pilots would usually assume they can fight a win card in that situation sure. uh, <laughs> um, but yeah so that's the idea behind the deck uh it's probably cute but i like the idea that like once again it gets white which uh the other probably best polymorph deck in the format does not have access to white and a lot of the best board wipes are white. And uh actually top sixteen of the cookout had uh team or polymorph for like the first time in a while. Uh that yeah. deck put up a result. So, you know, it's a it's a valid strategy. Once again you know thrasios is a lot more value in the command zone than Guff, I'm not gonna lie. I I, um, I think <laughs> there, it's it's funny the whole thrasios conversation
1: is it has seen how it's evolved of yeah. people are like, oh Thracios just isn't that good. And oh it, it feels like they've kind of come back around to realizing, oh, Thrasios is really good because, oh, yeah, yep. like activating Thrasios is really strong. And it's like, yep. yeah, well, it's, it's, <laughs> this was, yeah. oh, this was, and will always be true. Um, Yep, for sure. Um, uh, Yeah, I, I think Guff's kind of interesting. I think one of the interesting yep. things I see with this is if I was going to build like a polymorph death with this, I think mm-hmm. one of the things I would probably include is like, um, Tesseret the Seeker. Um, yep. just simply
0: because you then you get grab access the artifact polymorph. Yeah,
1: yeah, you can do that. You can also like get access to like Dra uh, Icecrone Scepter dramatic reversal combos, yep. uh, which goes don't, off. With don't us. really want work with your commander. Um, I mean, if it's an <clears throat> infinite, I, I guess you have to have a way to bounce it. Yeah, um, exactly. So, I mean, I guess that's fair. Um, yeah. But I mean, that was that was what I immediately thought of was that mm-hmm. you, you know Tezzeret at least as a is synergizes well with the commander gets you some and the one ring and the one <laughs> ring yeah one ring I I need I
0: I'm gonna test Tezzeret in Tivit because I'm yeah, like just getting the one ring with Tezzeret's fine like it's it's like when old birthing pod decks used to play Tezzeret just to tutor birthing pod like, yeah it's 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 wild. <laughs> one um, ring's good like, it's really good I, I saw it all weekend it's the cards busted
1: <laughs> yeah i i got to play the one ring a few times uh yep. over the weekend uh yep. and was extraordinarily impressed with it and yep. then i also watched like pro tour coverage you know it's just like oh, <laughs> yeah i mean it's just it's, made like Trump, <laughs> like ridiculous
0: cool it's crazier in in uh 1v1 formats i think uh just because like you leveraging so much individual card draw against your opponents is like, I, I don't think it's comparable to anything well, else. Well, it also uh, just
1: gives like, this is totally <laughs> off topic, but it, it was it I was watching was the, was the right, finals yeah. match uh, from Par- pro tour Barcelona. And traditionally like scam is one of the hardest matchups for Tron because yep. you just get your hand eviscerated. Well, you know, if you, you get, get a one ring, it's yeah. not a big deal because you just play it and then you basically get two turns where mm-hmm. you just don't have to worry about it, yep. um, absolutely, which is huge, um so yep. it, it, wondering the real deal,
0: um yep. and Commodore guff maybe good polymorph commander, question maybe or? maybe um, yeah, we well, we'll see, but uh you know obviously, like benefits of like you can play torpor orb in this deck, you can play out of time, you can play vanquish the horde, like get all these you know very strong white effects and stacks effects and maybe flip into a Hulberg horror and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's look at the other commander here uh, yeah. that we were going to be talking about. We're
1: only talking about two of them. And uh, the next one is Anakthea, Hand of Erebus. It costs two colorless, a white, black, and green. Is a legendary enchantment creature uh, with the creature type demigod. Has menace. Says other enchantment creatures you control have menace. And whenever Anakthea enters the battlefield or attacks, exile up to one target non-aura enchantment card from your graveyard. Create a token that's a copy of that card, except it's a 3-3 black zombie creature in addition to its other types. So, like, right away, there's, like, some really cool stuff that this can do with, like, just enchantments, in general like it can do some really interesting Mm -hmm. things with uh enchantment
0: um
1: overall what are your kind of thoughts on this commander because when i saw it i was like i mean it feels like something's there i don't know
0: yeah but i thought you i thought you had the answer to that question so to me i mean obviously like entomb plus this card is a two card combo with whatever your best enchantment is right? right i guess the question is like what is your best enchantment that's a that's a very good question. Now I
1: wonder, like you can get like. I guess you could get Necropotence. Out of time is not great with this. Yeah,
0: um, you can get humility. Try figuring that one out, judges. <laughs> Layers. Um.
1: <laughs> that actually kind of sounds like a nightmare. Um. Yeah, that sounds awful because
0: <laughs> humility itself is one.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was this was a card where I looked at and was like, it feels like there's probably something there. I feel like uh, Cobblepot, I'm sure, has a brew for this. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on it overall?
0: I'm I'm literally right now on Scryfall looking up <laughs> the high, highest value enchantments on EDHREC.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh, does it say non creature enchantment? Just no? non aura enchantment. Oh, yeah. I mean, so like you could reanimate a Nick's Blue Mansion pretty early on. That's not bad. Um, yeah. Or Zendikar Resurgent. Um Zendikar Resurgent's yeah. hot. Yeah, yeah. So I think like there's definitely like a value sort of graveyard deck you can make with it. Um And once again, Entomb and Unmarked Grave because Unmarked Grave is actually really solid because a lot of like the best enchantments are not legendary, right? Right. Uh, cause it's not a, a card type that's easy to copy, right? so in that sense there's definitely things you can do with it um enchantress has been an archetype that has struggled historically in cedh um this is a deck that people have played it has done okay at times um but i think it's made like a topsy scene or two um but it's an archetype that sort of like has contradictions in the fact that it feeds a ton of dioxide but it can't play rule of laws uh but you can play like obviously anti-artifact stuff, but you still want to have a certain amount of speed with the deck and it plays like curio lines. Like it said, this is its own thing. Right. Right. Um, and I think this one has potential. Um, I would assume someone is able to do some pretty nutsy stuff with it. And I think there's definitely a way to build it. Um, I think it definitely can, you know, the fact that it completely relies on the graveyard is a
1: little. I'm kind sad. of, personally laughing right now about the idea of putting a parallel lives into the graveyard with this Uh and then getting a parallel lives creature uh and then every enchantment that you make you get two of them two of them yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah. okay okay kind of just laughing at that right now yeah um could could put a sandworm convergence in there um (laughs) I don't know why, <laughs> so, but you could.
0: Yeah, I mean, you definitely could do that. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at all of them with, like, meta value five or higher. Yeah, next bloom pops up again. Zendekar Resurgent. Uh, There's also could- uh,
1: Ethereal Absolution is another one you could put what in there, potentially.
0: One? Oh, you could play Lurking Predators. That'd be fun. That's actually hot. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um,
1: Endless Ranks of the Dead
0: works with us pretty well. Yep. Um, Archetype of Endurance isn't bad either. Oh
1: yeah. I forgot that the archetypes are uh enchantment creatures. Enchantment too. creatures.
0: Yeah, so there's like cute stuff you can do, uh, with this for sure. I don't know if it's like the next yeah. thing, but it's can be the next thing. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure
1: there's like a walking ballista heliod like thing that it could do. Um uh
0: yeah. I think there's there's definitely doesn't right mean
1: it's there. in those colors already. Heliod's there, so it just gives you like a good way of like always yeah. having a Heliod. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It, it was one of those those cards where I saw it and I was like, "It, it the effect is powerful, so it feels yeah. like it definitely mm-hmm. has yeah. something that it can yeah. do." Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know what that is, but I I feel like there is definitely something there. I feel like this would be a really interesting,
0: like Oath of Druids deck. Oh, that's a that's right.
1: a really interesting idea, Oath of Druids with this.
0: hmm Yeah. Like you like only play human. like big enchantment creatures, right? And then we yeah. are like, ooh. <laughs> that's funny.
1: Yeah. 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 You could do that. I don't know. It's interesting. Leave us comment in the uh, in yeah YouTube yeah. or somewhere if you have any ideas on uh, Anaxia. Uh,
0: it break it. it. If, you right there in the audience, break this card. <laughs> no, not you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. Not you, you. You. We're talking to you, not you. You. Um, Although, hey, look, person that Callahan just pushed aside, if you want to try and break it, that's fine, right? But we have a little more faith in the other person that we pointed at, but like, <laughs> you're still a, you're great. You're still good. You're, 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 you're still great. Still fine. Um, well, Let's move out of the commanders
1: here uh, to some of the more, maybe in, in, I almost said intoxicating, but
0: I think enticing is actually what actual word. Word. I think uh, we should save the best one for last. Yeah, and that, that way you, the person we slightly just scorned, you don't click off the video because we know how you are. That's why we don't have faith in you to build the deck. <laughs> y- y'all don't y- y'all you don't stick around. Uh, uh,
1: you know what? However, you the person who I did point out, I did have, yeah, yeah. Uh, you did a good job. You hit like and subscribe and click mm. that bell. Right. Uh, the other person. Right. I, I'll have faith in you once you yeah. subscribe, like, and mm. turn on notifications, yeah. which uh, if oh, you and I feel like we're done, really uh,
0: underestimating uh, that person over there. Cause they are actually signed up for the Patreon. And I, I have a lot of faith people who do that too, for sure. Good point. Good point.
1: Um, go, go, go sign up for the Patreon. Hit, hit hit subscribe hit the like button hit, hit do all those things over half of our of our viewers and listeners aren't subscribed which is fucking wild so please mm-hmm. subscribe uh yeah, do it it's it's free it costs free. you nothing it's free not the Patreon uh, part that, uh, that
0: costs you something
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's look at uh a sorcery here that hmm. is real cute it's called rise of the Eldrazi.
0: But Callahan, that's a set.
1: (laughs) It's also a card, just like Urza's Saga. Uh, Oh, man. Oh, no, (laughs) they got me. And March of the Machine. Um, So Rise of the Eldrazi is a 12 mana sorcery that costs nine colorless and then three specifically colorless mana. Nine generic, three colorless. Yes. Thank you. Uh, the spell can't be countered. Mm-hmm. Destroy target permanent. Target player draws four cards. Take an extra turn after this one. And then you exile Rise of the Eldrazi. Um, so I don't know if you've seen the way to break this card Ian, But it's kind of hilarious. Okay. Uh, so back in, what was it? The The unset? Mm-hmm. Uh, I for what is Unfinity. Oh, no, is this the 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 bull guy? Well, you'll you'll just have to see. I'm gonna send you the picture of the card. The fucking bull guy. Um, God damn it! This is <laughs> this is spleen all over again. So there's <laughs> yeah. uh this this card from Infinity called Magar of the Magic Strings, and it's a colorless, a black and a red legendary Mino- minotaur performer. Uh, And it has this activated ability for a colorless black and a red. Note the name of target instant or sorcery card in your graveyard and put it onto the battlefield face down. It's a 3-3 creature with whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, you may create a copy of the card with the noted name. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. And if this creature would leave the battlefield, exile it instead of putting it anywhere else.
0: So if there's an open player, you can just do this infinitely. Correct. Okay. It's called
1: infinite turn.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: infinite destroy everybody's uh,
0: permanence. Yeah, that's a that is the thing for sure. Yeah. At some point, you do actually have to start targeting other people with the draw four, which I also find very funny. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. <laughs> but uh so so
1: so outside of that meme ian um rise of the eldrazi do you think this has a home anywhere potentially or
0: i mean okay so like this is now i've already seen magar talked about like this with like peer into the abyss Mm -hmm. um but like i don't know after a certain amount of stupid cards there becomes a time when you're like god damn it the stupid bull right like (laughs) i think we're getting close to be honest i'm gonna just go update my tcg player card real quick uh, <laughs> um but the other place that i really really like this card is actually narset um it's yeah. just uh it's pretty nutso in that What's deck really um, good hit in one of the few turn spells that can't be countered like you just want a high redundancy of these effects right so um it's really solid it gets you more cards too because like narset does have a habit of whiffing um from the experience i have with the list uh it's just like you're trying to be consistent, right? And it's um, it's a tough deck to do that, <laughs> right? So, uh, that being said, I think, uh, the card will see play. It's obviously we're talking about some of the more fringe decks of the format. Um, not that we weren't all convinced that Magar of the Hidden Strings was a tier one archetype. No, but, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's the best. It's it, listen, if people were
1: playing it, it would be number one on my power rankings every single month.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, just because it's just so strong. Yeah, right? it's it's unbeatable. I don't know why people aren't playing it because um. <laughs> they can't see the strings. If they could see the strings, they can't they would see the strings. Uh, but uh,
1: there are no strings on me. But uh, mm.
0: ah, yes, thank you. We all needed the Pinocchio reference. Yeah, uh, it, was,
1: it was inevitable. Um,
0: yep.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this card is interesting. I I like the idea that in uh, Narsa, especially because it's just like yeah. a really really strong. Yeah. Uh, hit off of that mm-hmm. the other one uh, the other place I was kind of like this seems like it could potentially be uh, pretty strong in is in Yuriko uh, where you know yeah it's a good hit but also like it's not I don't know that it's unreasonable to cast this they don't have Yuriko.
0: so it's like an null rod deck you know what I mean yeah. so they don't have a lot of ways to or at least traditionally and in, in, in the list that have been doing well lately uh, they tend to be a little harder on these effects you know them, mm-hmm.
1: who knows? Uh, who knows?
0: It, who knows? it's a powerful card.
1: Um, yeah, it, it seems pretty interesting. Build those Magar lists, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Magar is uh, I think I'm gonna spec on that card uh, because yeah. I think that's gonna be the new CEDH, uh, been taking over the meta. Um, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Magar the Hidden strings. strings,
1: you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Spec on that card, guys. next card on our list is an instant it is guff <laughs> a real wow guff rewrites history mm-hmm. that's two colorless and a two generic and a red i guess i should clarify that um and it says for each player choose target non-enchantment non-land permanent that player controls those permanents owners shuffle them into their libraries Each player who controlled one of those permanents exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card and then put the rest on the bottom of their library in a random order. Each player may cast the non-land card they exiled without paying its mana cost. So Ian, there's a couple things here that I think are interesting. One is this is kind of like Chaos Warp on steroids in a way. Um, Uh, Ish, yeah. Yeah. Uh but also because I'm the madman that I am, is stuff like uh Teferi, uh Time Raveler, Dranath mm-hmm. Magistrate, yep, Lavinia, yep. uh, Boromir, all of that stuff makes this yeah. just a three mana Destroy three things. Destroy three things and exile three cards. Yeah, uh, I, I will say it
0: does hit your stuff too. Um it it does yeah it is it, it so it is one thing is you it doesn't say for each player uh choose up to but you do have to choose uh one of those permanents no matter what right? right so if you only have one creature that you like that is a big downside for this card i would argue um <clears throat> but i agree in like stacks of your builds um i don't hate the idea of this just like three for wanting some stuff yeah mm-hmm.
1: i mean and we were talking about this um last week where we were talking about mm-hmm. when with the whole thing with like tivet where you do like if you don't want to use like your abrupt decay on the mana vault because sure you 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 stop the tivet deck but what do you do about the other people it's one for one yeah is is this does feel like it's a card where we're starting to get some amount of answers that like Mm -hmm. do let control players be better at playing control. This says non
0: enchantment though. I like I enchantments agree. are a really important card type right now between rustic mystic, mm-hmm. uh dress down, underworld breach, like underworld breach. Uh, <laughs> and and it not hitting that is really awkward. I'm yeah. like pretty disappointed by that line of text if I'm being honest. Uh, I think I would like this card a lot more if it could hit enchantments. And I know it's like there's yeah. you know things like crypts and mandals, but like also like you could hit a mana crypt and flipped into an adnos, you know what I mean? So like that, that part like bums me out a little bit. Yeah. Um so yeah, this, this also important. Polymorph thing. technically, too. No. Wait, no. Because they don't have oh, non-land card. card. Never mind. Right. So that's what makes this card a lot worse. If it was a polymorph, I think it would be way more interesting for conversations. Yeah. Um but I like it's still cool. It it definitely allows you to take a leg up on the board state, and in, in a deck like Narset, actually, uh, the odds of you like hitting a mana rock and flipping into like an extra turn effect are actually pretty hot. <laughs> um, so if your deck has a lot of big hits, this this doesn't suck as much. Yeah,
1: it's it's kind of interesting as we're going through this, as I'm starting to get the impression of oh, did Narset just kind of get like some good tools this set
0: mm-hmm. uh, yeah <laughs> it is uh, the NAR set.
1: god damn it i love it <laughs> uh yeah so this is one of those cards where um mm-hmm. i i do think in like art and crom i feel like mm-hmm. it's probably playable um yeah. just from the perspective of getting to uh really break parody on the like Lavinia effects that we're already playing and yeah, the, yeah those sorts of things like you really get to do that and you're playing a control mm-hmm. deck so being able to 3v like three for one everything feels mm-hmm. really yeah. good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So it, it it'll be interesting. Uh next cut car, our card on our list this is another card that Ian specifically asked for is beat mm-hmm. Watch Beacon. It is two generic mana and a white artifact uh, that enters the battlefield with three loyalty counters on it. You can tap it to add white mana. And it also says whenever a planeswalker enters the battlefield under your control, if Gatewatch Beacon has loyalty counters on it, you may move a loyalty counter from Gatewatch Beacon onto that planeswalker. So with this card, where are you seeing this? What is your uh, specific kind of like ideas with this?
0: Yeah. So uh, this is specifically a card that uh, thanks to Scoop Phase. I saw this on Twitter. They were talking about this card. It um, turns Dehada into a card that can double minus. Oh, wow. Um, and that deck already has a lot of explosive potential with the minus ability. Mm-hmm. So being able to minus and then go to your next turn and then minus again while also gaining a mana rock on your turn is actually pretty solid. Um, just because uh, the the whole point of that deck is to fill the yard and then Yogg's will or or breach with the flicker combos and stuff like that and the the ability to not only double minus but then double minus and either put the in the graveyard or kill it and then have it be able to be played again gets another loyalty counter and can double again right um is like actually pretty solid so it's it's a weird card for the deck, but it's actually a pretty decent upgrade for what the list is already kind of trying to do. It's a little, um, like, there are, like, cards in the list that are, like, the mid-range Dehada pieces, like Mayhem Devil and stuff like that, and this right. definitely subscribes to that, right? Like, it is, it is yeah. one of the mid-range pieces, but it provides, like, a lot of necessary, uh, just, like, cleanness to what the deck is trying to do, right? Because yeah. I, I, the biggest, like, misconception with Dehada, what I'm hearing from a lot of Dehada pilots is, like, they want you to kill their Dehada. They want to be able to cast it again from the command zone. They want it to be able to either put in the graveyard and stuff like that. So right. uh, the fact that this can then double minus and kill itself is like actually really huge. So what I'm hearing <laughs> is, is you shouldn't attack the Dehada. Uh, you should attack the dehana in a way that removes loyalty counters so it can't minus but doesn't put it in the graveyard or the command zone. Yeah. That's so if you have the option of like... If, if, for example, I know a lot of the things people will do, like play Dihata minus it, and then they'll uptick to the plus two. If you hit it below the minus ability again, that's really huge. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that is good to know. I, I like uh, the the more I hear
1: and the more I look at these Dihata lists, the more I'm mm-hmm. like, this deck seems like a deck that I would like very much enjoy. Uh, as far as it's like, kind of, it's I'm
0: like expecting. really unique. It's crazy. Like it's it's fun. Um, I enjoyed it a decent amount. Um, I lent it to uh somebody to play and i was watching them play it and i was like oh okay i kind of like the play patterns and it was the only um so i didn't i, I played the cookout last weekend didn't qualify but there was a redemption event the next day that was just like three rounds of playing and the only deck i lost to was the huddle list by zane he was piloting it quite well so. huh. interesting
1: yeah yeah that's cool cool deck cool card mm-hmm. uh interesting to see how some of these more fringe cards find homes in some of these decks. Um, Especially in
0: a deck that's like more mainstream nowadays, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, Next card on our list is another artifact. It is Darksteel Monolith. And it is eight generic mana. It's indestructible. And once each turn, you may pay zero rather than pay the mana cost for a colorless spell that you cast from your hand. And so with this, I've seen a few people talking about stuff specifically with um what's it called with uh Duretti. with using this as a way to get like Duretti things rolling. Uh what are what are your thoughts on this? Is like this a viable piece for Duretti, or do you think mm. it's like eh? eh?
0: I honestly haven't thought about Doretti in a really long time, <laughs> if I'm being honest. That's, that's, that's super uh it's, a, uh it's a deck I enjoy quite a lot in concept, but uh, never in execution. <laughs> um, it's also a deck that I feel like I often go like, well, I should spend some time with that list because I feel like I could like make something that I'd be comfortable with, and then I never do. Um, to me, this strikes me a little odd just because the way i've seen Doretti played in the past it's not like a cards in hand issue right it's more like a what can i do with the pieces that i have uh right. kind of thing right um and and you know pitching the things in the graveyard to then bring them back and stuff like that so uh, to me this strikes is a bit uh a bit odd if right. i'm being honest but i i kind of like it definitely it's the indestructible thing helps a ton right i've seen that with the one ring like clearly the cards like the indestructible on artifacts are real deal like i've sat there with a besedger in my hand going right Right. um but yeah i don't know it's like i don't think the cards in hand issue is something they're struggling with a lot right so to me that's like the biggest issue i see with the card um what what is a deck that you do think would benefit from this um i mean duretti's up there right? right uh Arkham, maybe, depending on the version oh, of Arkham. Like if Arkham, there's ever Arkham a situation where you're yeah. like, yeah, where you're stuck with a bunch of cards in hand, that's definitely a way to get through it. Um I think about that deck more often than I think most people do, just because there was a guy at my local game store who used to play it and do really well with it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I-,
1: I wonder if um some of the decks that want to do cursed totem sort of law lo- or not cursed totem, yeah. uh possessed portal or portal two phyrexia mm-hmm. sort of locks
0: yeah, yeah are kind
1: of interested in this um yeah i i I don't know how it, it feels like red decks in particular would be interested in this but i don't know yeah. like i guess my question with it is because i i have seen a handful of people not enough like a lot uh also the set is just like there were only like 70 new cards and like maybe yeah, five of them are really worth talking about
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but like I've I've seen some amount of people talking about it as like mm-hmm. a a way to play Portal to Phyrexia or or Possessed Portal or some of those mm. those things and uh I guess my thought has been well I guess if you're cheating this out then you just cheat right. out the portal but um right. I don't know it's interesting it's a cool card mm-hmm. well, okay. let us know in the comments what you think about it I I think that the ability to cheat stuff into play and specifically get the cast. Mm-hmm. Like if there's like a cast trigger from it, that you get is very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'd, I'd interested to see what would be interested in that card. Mm-hmm. Next card on yeah. our list is an enchantment. And this is one that I actually think is somewhat, interesting and it's descendants fury it's three generic and a red enchantment whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player you may sacrifice one of them if you do reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card that shares a creature type with the sacrifice creature put that card on the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library in random order um so before i even you know go any further um Obligatory is this a Nijula card joke here? Um, <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, we figured it out. We've cracked it. We've we've cracked the code. That's this is what it's been missing. Uh, yeah, but but overall, like there are some things like uh, I specifically felt like the Malcolm and breaches deck. Uh, really does, gets a huge advantage out of this because it just gets you straight into your Glint Horn.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a little awkward, right? Because yeah. Yeah. it flips into a Glint Horn, but Glint Horn won't be attacking. Right.
1: It is a little awkward with that. Yeah. Uh, no. I don't know. It, it's there. There's... Uh... What are some other things you could flip into this? I'm
0: thinking. Uh, of I, I feel like there is a version of Winona that could play this, not the current iteration, but right. like it'd be kind of interesting to like flip some goblins into bigger goblins or humans into humans, um, right? Um, like you can always trade up like a mother of runes into like a rick, right? <laughs> but the other things I'm thinking about this card, um, I I think goblin is actually, pardon me, I think goblins are pretty potent with this. Um, yeah, I think there's um. We get every once in a while just like a, a couple pieces and I'm like, is Muxus finally a thing? Maybe? No. Okay. <laughs> we'll keep trying, right? Like <laughs> Does Mux uh, finally have the, what it takes? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I, I saw this and I I specifically wanted to talk about it because I was like, Well, mm-hmm. there's there's obviously some amount of decks that you know, mm-hmm. if you can flip into a particular right. creature Uh, or if you have a creature type that your commander is that shares with one of yours in in the deck, Mm -hmm. that this can be either just a really good generic source of value or also like a uh, potential like redundant piece for a polymorph, Mm -hmm. maybe sort of deck. Mm I don't know. It's, it's always hard for me to like look at decks because it's like, every time I try to like, I, I come up with an idea. I'm always just like, oh, no, but that stops it, and uh, I don't know. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I mean, I definitely like the idea of, like, hitting someone with a goblin lackey, getting a goblin lackey trigger, putting in a big old creature, and then, like, flipping into, like, I don't know, a crazy goblin, you know? like right. Stuff like that, I think, right. is, like, there's something there, right? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just feel like, man, now I'm in a, I'm in a mental mission to, like, it, what's, what's the most viable way to play goblins right now? It's probably Moxis, but, like, muxus i'm sure there's like two colored goblins right like right so that you can like definitely silence in the goblins deck seems really hot but like let me
1: look let me (coughs) look at some typo commanders here let me look at some typo goblin commanders so we've got obviously we've got um i guess Soroman's not a bad one actually um the the grixis one whenever you cast a non-creature spell amass orcs x where X is. That spells uh, mana value and goblins and orcs you control have ward too. Uh Muxus, obviously. Ugluk of the White Hand is an orc soldier. Actually, what's actually kind of hilarious is this actually might be a semi-decent card in Zada. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Zada's a weird one. I, like, I keep thinking it works, and then it, it doesn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, Zada's one of those those decks where, like, um, yeah, it just like plays so many cards that just don't do anything. Um, yeah, but it but it's fun when it goes off. Also, Goro Goro and Satoro, uh, is a Rixus Goblin Human, so you mm-hmm. get like two different card types that you could hit off of that.
0: I I think that deck is a thing that has been underexplored.
1: Goro Goro, yeah, Satoru and Goro Goro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever more creatures inches the of battlefield this turn, deals combat damage to a player. Create, yeah. I mean, that seems. I I think the issue is right is that like everybody mm-hmm. just sees. Grixis
0: and then just plays the same Grixis yeah, pile. The same Grixis pile we've been playing for thirty fucking years. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, just playing like, uh, turn one loyal apprentice, turn two goro hit your opponents, make a make a five five, and then next turn just like hit them again with a new one that comes in, make a five five, and then you know if you ever do uh any extra combat, extra turn stuff, like that's all you know interesting at the very least. And you can play like
1: just like grixis control behind that because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it turns out grixis is a good control color yeah. Yeah. also
0: fun fact fun fact um <laughs> it's not yeah. just i mean it's like burn. yeah also the fact that it, it's it's it has the timna policy too which is kind of interesting right like it's like if you hit three players that's that's three five fives you've made in one combat. god that's so hot mm-hmm mm. i gets out of hand kind of fast huh hmm do You want to make a tempo deck? <laughs> maybe, maybe
1: we should uh brew this and do a brewer's choice episode on this. Um, mm. I don't think that's a bad idea. Uh, uh. But anyway, uh, Descendants Fury, interesting card can hit a lot of different yeah. stuff. um yep. You know, maybe try it in some of your decks where you're a little bit. You're, you're one of the things I think is interesting that I don't think a lot of people mm-hmm. think about is like human yep. is like one of the most like uh the most played card creature type in cedh and hmm. so i i don't think enough people like really think about how many good humans you could just flip into yeah um, so yeah. i think that's it it it's also really funny because you could use this to <laughs> i'm i'm getting way too memey with this but you could use <laughs> this to sacrifice an arena rector to flip into a thing and then also be getting, because you're sacrificing it, you can also get uh, a Vivian. And so you can just go combo off on top of everything. It's beautiful. (laughs) Perfect. No notes. Um, Yeah, definitely no notes at all. No notes. Um, uh, Last card on the list is our only creature. And uh, I think we talked about this a little bit on the cast last week is uh skittering cicada it costs three generic mana it's an insect creature that is has flash and you may cast colorless spells as though they had flash and whenever yep. you cast a colorless spell until end of turn skittering cicada gains trample and gets plus one plus or plus x plus x where x is that spells mana value which is actually kind of really good um yeah that's Sort of like bananas that that is. Mm-hmm. It just keeps getting bigger if you just have mm-hmm. stuff that you can cast. Yep. Uh, so obviously because, it, it, you know, and this is where I'm going to be a little grumpy bear. And you got to see this set a whole like what, month before I did? Um.
0: Uh, These cards I only got like a week ahead of time. Okay, yeah. so you, you got to see them yeah. a week before I did. Yeah, because uh, only
1: you know one one half of us is an mtg ambassador. yes that's um, right so what are your thoughts on this card obviously we've been talking about like flash as an archetype on this show for about yep. a month and this <laughs> kind of keeps yep. adding car- like it, it, it feels yeah. like as soon as we brought it up like i just kept seeing more flash stuff in her yep. Uh, into circulation
0: yeah no i mean honestly like uh i kind of when i I, so i was the first one in in this house to open up these commander decks and i opened it up and i was like hmm that's another shimmer mirror (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) like okay uh yeah it's, it's it's a very strong effect right um i think we have yet to find the reason to best utilize these i think the heliod ballista list is is using them to great effect right now but uh the fact that we now have three three mana cards that can make colorless artifacts have flash uh is pretty huge um yep. and then and we have, have variation within that, on top right? of that which is yeah we have Raf capuchin on top of that as well yeah. like all of these effects that are just flashing in these artifacts or colorless spells or something like that because um, liberator hits artifacts and colorless shimmer mirror just hits artifacts and cicada just hits colorless but they all like if you have a win con that is a colorless artifact turns out you now have uh five separate ways to give those flash and three of those cost the same three generic mana so that is consistency beyond all belief and yeah that is something very worth taking a look at so um, it was like have been,
1: Shimmer have yeah. maybe back on the menu like is is that I know Drake's I mean, assistant talking the wind. about Zer. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I mean, what what is Xur more of a deck now than maybe it was yeah. before?
0: Yeah, I mean, once again, Born Upon the Wind just came out in Lord of the Rings as well, right? Yeah. And I know Drake, I was talking to him this weekend, uh, and he had mentioned something about Zer being like a real thing. Um I don't think it's wrong by any means. I think it's it's something that's definitely good. I just feel like Flash is so good, right? Uh-huh. And to relegate it to the end step is exceptionally okay right I like i feel like we can do better than that i feel like there are things that are probably a lot more busted that we can do that are not just flashing in a cicada so that you can zur combo on the end step which is an extremely telegraph thing to do right like right. i think going for a win con at instant speed is really the the piece that you're missing mm-hmm. right um and you know even things like flashing in a one ring right like stuff like that is like oop blocked your your najeela attack for the whole turn and then i'm gonna draw and then untap and draw again you know what i mean like all that stuff is like so good. yeah the one was really good uh <laughs> but all of that stuff i think is um is is where we start to get to some really interesting topics and conversations and, and points of debate yeah so. it's interesting
1: now one one thing that i do want to to ask you, because mm-hmm. this is something we I, I like a brief, briefly mentioned is so like in a deck like Arden Crom, do yeah. you think these flash effects in that deck are
0: worth playing? All right, what are you flashing in apart from equipment, which you need sorcery speed anyways, right? Hmm. I said you need to equip at sorcery speed anyways, right? So like to me, that's kind of like the 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 hamstring there right it's like right. you yeah you can like flash in like a, a gta at end step and then untap and equip it but like you also had to f- cast a three mana flash enabler to do that right right that's why i've always liked Sigarda's Aid so much is because
1: it does mm-hmm. do both yeah lets you cash things at flash and, and it attach also yeah, yeah. Have like the combat tricks on top of it mm-hmm. um yeah that's kind of why uh also i forget what the name of the card is is whenever an enchantment enter or whenever uh, equipment enters the battlefield, you may attach it to uh
0: target the, the forge new card, right? Or no? The what? Isn't oh that Forging that Forging new? New? yeah, yeah. forge new. Yeah, yeah. I really
1: like Forge New too, because like Hammer yeah, of
0: Nizan does the same thing, I think. Right? Yeah.
1: Um, so just like some of those cards like that. Um I'm yeah. definitely revisiting a lot of Arden stuff mm-hmm. uh after yeah. taking some some time off to play to yeah, Yeah. There's just a lot tibet. of, what'd you say? As it because Tivit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tivit's Tivot's still probably just going to be my main deck, but you know, mm-hmm. it's need to put some work into my my boys. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but so before we go, I do want to say this. Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. were a couple of people in our comment section last week who were asking us uh, specifically on our comments about uh, Atraxa why we were saying it was hard to build or people are building Mm -hmm. it incorrectly and you know I'll let you answer it the way you want to answer it I will say Mm -hmm. um I have now built three different variations of it that are all like either you put like all the different ways people have built it and Mm -hmm. then I built like my own version of it and after playtesting it for the last like week, uh in two weeks, um I want you to know that this deck has broken me. Um <laughs> trying to figure out how to build this correctly mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. actually like maybe the yeah. biggest puzzle I because it's like I can I I can tell you something's wrong right
0: mm-hmm. because when mm-hmm. i play
1: the deck i'm like this deck feels clunky it doesn't feel yep. like it is moving yep. very quickly it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it feels like if somebody just mana drains your atraxa or counters your atraxa when you cast it you're just screwed and mm-hmm. the, hilariously and to it, i've never felt like that is an issue yeah. um but in atraxa it is always felt like it's an issue and mm-hmm. so for you what do you see mm-hmm. as the like barriers like what is yeah. the issue that people are having with this stuff
0: so i mean the big one is is people think it's tivet which is not right. um and six mana versus seven mana might not sound like a lot but it's actually insane like the difference between those is insane uh the fact that people are like building the 99 of atraxa as if you're just only supposed to have a turbo of at atraxa yeah is a lot. Then I've seen people play it like it's supposed to be an ad nauseum deck with Atraxa as backup, which has uh, problematic play patterns to its own because, once again, you don't have red, right? Which red. is a huge color for playing Atraxa. Um, I've seen people who are playing uh, Mox Amber in their Atraxas specifically just for Displacer Kittens. Uh, but also and aren't like- playing Lotus Petal which I think is scary. yeah yeah and, and it's like what, what why why yeah. uh and like I, it's just stuff like that It's just craziness where it's like I, I think I've just seen like it it just play patterns because people are like okay I'm going to focus on turboing out Traxa, but or or people who will like commit to an artifact plan because they're playing Nas, but not fully commit to an artifact plan and still try and play dorks at the same time yep. uh and kind of like forgetting every lesson we've ever learned in building tivet which was like you build a mid-range deck that has four color good stuff cards, and then sometimes you have this over-the-top late-game engine, right? That actually just wins you the game, yep. Or you mulligan for your smothering tithe and like hope that that gets you there too, right? Um, and it's like I, I just I genuinely feel like people are missing the lessons that we've been learning with with Tivit, and yep. also you know not recognize the fact that Attracta does not have the same win cons that Tivit does, and and we have to uh, you know work according to those as well, right? Um, I think. A lot of people keep trying to build it like a green deck, which I I think you're supposed to build it like an Esper deck that has some green in it. Um,
1: yeah, I, I just I, like I, I, I tried like putting dorks in it, and I was just like completely unenthused mm-hmm. with the dorks. Yep. Um, what I the, the the cards that did stand out to me from green that I really mm-hmm. liked, obviously Worldly Tutor. Um, mm-hmm. Cards like, um, uh, what's the green and white Elidamery's Call. Uh, mm-hmm. court of calling mm-hmm. finale like obviously like the tutors yeah. you get from green also yeah. a card that i've been seeing just inexplicably missing from these decks is veil of Summer. and i'm just like why are mm-hmm. we not playing veil of Summer? this is like the best one of the best cards in green like
0: yeah I, I, I mean i don't ever play that card anymore but i i know a lot of people do so <laughs> I, I i
1: just it, it, it's it's a deck that's very hard to crack the code on it. I feel like because it, it, it's, yeah. it's kind of it reminds me a little bit I've talked to you about oh. this before but like you mm-hmm. know how Arden Thracios feels like it should be a thing but then you sit down and you try to build yeah. it and it's like oh this is pulling me in like two different directions and yeah. I think the issue is is that green is a very bad splash color Yeah, um, yeah. because green really wants to be your main, main color, color. Yep. and mm-hmm. it's not a good support color
0: yeah agreed
1: vehemently agreed and so I think that's really what the issue ends up being
0: but yeah. also, like people keep asking about like guys cradle and atraxa and I keep going like every time I've seen a guy's cradle and atraxa it's actively bad yep like <laughs> yeah I mean no and stuff like that is like is like a little trap like it's, it's another thing where you're like yes you're right green is not a good sport color so like why try to make this like very esper heavy deck a green deck yeah
1: yeah I I That For the people in the comments that were asking me to elaborate that and for the people on Twitter asking Mm -hmm. me to elaborate that, uh, engage with my content, and that's how you will get your answer. Um,
0: (laughs) But uh, what were you going to say? I said free engagement. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, free
1: engagement. Uh, With that being said,
0: uh, Ian, where are you going to be here in the
1: next few weeks? How can people find you? All that good stuff.
0: Well, I'm I'm about to take off for Gen Con in in nearly 24 hours, and I'll be there doing all the Gen Con stuff. And by the time this episode airs, Gen Con will be over, so I'm not going to tell you to come find me there. <laughs> uh, but you can check my Twitter to see if I had the spoons to tweet anything out about being there. Um, Gen Con was awesome last year; it was my first time going, and I'm very excited to go back. Uh, big big shout out to. Mono white guy, Charles, fellow Skelty boy who uh, brought me last year and because I had to bail on last minute plans uh, and was just like, hey, do you want to come to this thing that's a super big investment? And I was like, yeah, sure, might as well. Yeah. <laughs> so Gen Con is so much fun, though. Uh, one of my favorite conventions I've ever been to. Uh, and it's going to be a ton of great stuff. I'm going to be there with uh, international superstar Louis Stardust and uh, several other people in the community. And
1: You're only 90 yeah. minutes away from me. So I feel like we should probably meet up. But yeah
0: <laughs> you should drive into gen con <laughs>
1: yeah. uh but so also you know make sure go check out comedian mtg mm-hmm. on youtube and all that stuff yeah get your coaching yeah
0: so check me out on on uh, youtube.com slash comedian mtg you can check me at twitter at comedian underscore mtg you can find me on any of those social medias and twitter discord youtube all those things and uh yeah we do cdh coaching which you can go to my email at gmail.com or comedianmpg at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, Discord, any of those places to DM me about those things. Uh, I have a new type of coaching coming up pretty soon, which gonna involve like, playing games, breaking down the games afterwards, and then having a regular coaching session associated with that. So keep your ears out for that because uh, I'm really excited to do that. It's been a thing a couple people requested and I was like, okay, well, let's, let's find a way to actually like make this happen. Um, and I'll have details for that in a video soon. So, ooh.
1: Yeah. Well it looks like by the way, the uh hmm. uh what is it? The R slash MTG or R slash C
0: E D H is bad, by the way. Oh I heard, yeah, that they, they did uh, only disappear for but a moment. Yeah. Uh but before we leave, a
1: deck that punishes opponents for drawing cards, playtesting cards. I've been playing Magic for 10 years, but have only recently started looking into C E D H. Call me a bit of a bastard but I've always had a love for cards that aren't exactly stacks pieces, but punish opponents for drawing or playing too many cards. Examples of cards I like are Rhystic Stuff, Smothering Tide, and the recent book with Orkish Bowmasters. You like that card? Uh, <laughs> are there any good commanders that provide an effect like this or play a strategy that incentivizes you to run most or all of those cards? The only CEDH decks I've played Armano White Stacks, Ballista Combo and Blood Pod. Any help is appreciated. With <laughs> oh, that, I'm going yeah. And I'm in. <laughs> See oh, you next like
0: week
1: better bittersweet, yeah. Gotta move, can't stay here no more. Lucky guess we hit the gana so let's can't keep making these rain clouds stay overhead. Don't wanna keep this going, can't fix what's already broken. Yeah.
0: Yeah.